This is Matt Connickson. I'm the sales agronomist with CHX Ag Services in Oakley, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Conan in studio. We'll have reports from Sierra Doctor and Whitney Pittman as well. We have a mix of rain and snow in the northeast quarter of North Dakota this morning. Heavier rains are moving east out of the region. The National Weather Service is forecasting near normal temps for early November. There is a low pressure system moving across the northern plains with a small chance of light rain or drizzle to start the week. Brazil's center west and southern southern areas received uh, rain over the weekend. Locally heavy rains were seen, including nearly six inches in one part of the Mato Grosso and a similar amount in Minas Gerais. Those were the extremes. Most of the rains were in the range from three-tenths of an inch to just over an inch. World Weather Incorporated expects those areas to turn dry again during this week. Daniel Joshman is from the Ada Borup West FFA chapter. He brought home the American Star Farmer Award from the National FFA Convention. With this recognition, he's the best of the best. The American Star Farmer is the top award that FFA has to offer and the most historic award. So uh, to, to be one of the few that have won that, uh, it's an honor. Jason owns 150 acres of farmland and is a student at North Dakota State University's he, uh, he's now back home and back to work. Yep, I got a guy coming for hay tomorrow, and then I uh, got a load of semi with small squares to go to Wadena sometime this week. So and then going to school, of course, so we're coming in corn, so it's right back to work. There is a National Proficiency Award winner from Minnesota, Calden Hooper from United South Central. Hooper won the award for agricultural mechanics repair and maintenance. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor attended the National FFA convention last week and has uh, had this wrap-up. Over 1,000 Minnesota FFA members made the great migration to the National FFA convention in Indianapolis last week. Minnesota FFA State Vice President Tyler Radke says it was a successful week for his state. Uh, we've had numerous members that had the opportunity to be recognized up on stage. Uh, whether that was outstanding chapter awards uh, through diff as well as being recognized for different CDEs and LDEs uh, along with different agri-science awards and things like that. So uh, we've definitely been cheering on our state uh, through those and we also have had um, one award at the alumni level uh, and one of our local chapters was recognized as the national region uh, winner for uh, outstanding alumni chapter. So that was very cool as well. Brad Key says he's enjoyed all the positions he's held during his time in FFA. So I got involved in FFA uh, my freshman year, and by sophomore year I was serving as a chapter officer, and my sister was then a senior in high school, so I always looked up to her in her leadership positions, uh, and at the time she was serving as the region president. Uh, so I saw that as a goal to reach and was able to last year, uh, and then decided that I wanted to take the next step and uh, run for state office so that I could get back to the organization. Getting started in ninth grade and quickly developing the skills um, just through connecting with uh, region officers and state officers, they were definitely people that I looked up to to develop those skills. Reporting agriculture's business. This is Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Brad Blaha coordinates the recruiting efforts for the College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences at South Dakota State University. 
While at the National FFA convention, Blaha said there is demand for young people in this business. Yeah, so I think, I mean, we've got a lot of programs that have 100% job placement. So if we're thinking about uh, dairy, dairy uh, production, dairy manufacturing, uh, agronomy, really have strong growth. Um, so I think, I think where students want to be, we can find jobs. So last a uh, couple weeks ago, probably a month ago, we had our cafe's career fair and had 140 different employers come in over two days to, to really look for our students. So I think if there's a passion again, um, passion for an area, we can find them a job. House Agriculture Committee Ranking Member David Scott calling for a one-year farm bill extension. The Georgia Democrat uh, said his colleagues are committed to passing a strong, effective farm bill as soon as possible. However, Scott said farmers should not be subject to an artificially rushed and haphazard farm bill because House Republicans went through a leadership crisis. Fueled by a record crop and forecast payment, American Crystal Sugar Company beet stock has trended higher this past week. According to Acres and Shares broker Jason Menke, there were two brokered sales, 65 shares at $5,350, 100 shares at $5,600. Those are record highs. This is the Red River Farm Network. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. El Nino delivering weather concerns to the global sugar crop. Dry conditions are threatening India's crop for the second straight year, while heavy rains at the Santos port in Brazil has resulted in shipping delays. Sugar prices are at multi-year highs, reaching levels not seen since 2011. The Minnesota Farm Bureau Federation is gearing up for its annual meeting later this month. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. Policy resolutions were gathered from counties across the state and submitted to the MFBF Resolutions Committee. They'll officially be voted on during the organization's annual meeting November 17th and 18th. Minnesota Farm Bureau Vice President Carolyn Olson says there were a wide array of resolutions submitted and is looking forward to hearing input on issues important to their members. There were a couple resolutions on foreign ownership of ag lands or corporations. There were uh, quite a few submitted on solar and that I think will be the topic that receives the most robust discussion on the delegate floor. Um, but they were kind of spread out. There were many of our uh, titles that have had maybe one or two resolutions submitted about it. So. Um, just a wide variety of topics will be discussed on the delegate floor in a couple of weeks. The committee's job is to determine if submitted resolutions are already in their policy. A majority of the county organizations in the state submitted resolutions this year. Uh, we had good representation from across the state. Even though some left uh, corn in the field to come to the meeting, we had a lot of great discussion and we're impressed by some of the resolutions that uh, were submitted this year. 54 counties submitted resolutions, which is up from uh, the past couple of years. And our committee went through 136 state resolutions and 39 federal resolutions. Reporting Agriculture's Business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Ben Shiresky was a national finalist for his Diversified Agriculture Production Proficiency Award. Shiresky raises corn, soybeans, pinto beans, canola, and cattle. After college, he plans to go back to the farm. It's always been my goal. I've always aimed towards it, um, and uh, it's been a, 
it's helped um, help me raise money for college to pay for college, and um, uh, and I've uh, I've developed a lot of connections and opportunities back home already to uh, begin farming, and um, I've picked up a lot of land, and um, I, I'm looking way, I'm looking forward to it, and um, uh, yeah, my SE uh, is definitely um, definitely a, a true part of me. The FFA was organized over 95 years ago. Corteva AgriScience Vice President of Business Development, Tony Clem, says FFA grew from an organization of farm boys to a diverse program that focuses in on career and leadership development. While ag production is important, it's also important that we are creating uh, the leaders that are going to be able to step into the ag industry in the future, whether they're leading in artificial intelligence, IT development, um, you know, engineering design for the new tractor or, or whether they're back on the farm you know growing our production uh, products and commodities that we need to uh, from a production ag perspective this organization is really developing that next level of leaders which is so important and is going to be able to take us and remain for us as u.s agriculture to stay competitive 24 individuals were honored with the vip citation during the national ffa convention there are names that are familiar on the list, including Senate Agriculture Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow, retired Central Lakes College Dean of Technical Programs Delray Lisi, Syngenta Global Head of Strategy and Portfolio Management David Hollenreich, and former farm broadcaster Janet Atkinson. The soybean market pushed higher Friday with concerns about South American weather boiling to the surface. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says soybeans are taking the next step higher after being range-bound during much of October. I think it's trying to make the next step up. Uh, that's going to be dependent on what happens with South America weather. And we're kind of at that point now where the focus on South America weather almost on a weekly uh, basis, weekends are going to be big. Are we, are we not going to get the rain turned hot and dry or not, you know? Trade is also going to be watching what USDA does with yields, both the domestically and internationally, in Thursday's supply-demand report. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Marketing assistant loans are still available through the end of the year, despite the farm bill expiring at the end of September. North Dakota FSA Price Support Division Program Director Brian Haugen explains certain criteria must be met to utilize those loans. Commodity loans are authorized under the 2018 Farm Bill, which would take it through crop year 2023 that uh, has currently been harvested. So uh, there are some eligibility criteria that uh, need to be made as far as the agency determine, you know, the commodity is eligible, the commodity is stored in an eligible storage structure. Um, the producer is eligible, but in regards to harvested crops that, uh, you know, meet our loan eligibility criteria would be eligible if they're in existence and the storage to be pledged as security for market assistance loan. These nine-month maturing loans can be useful for stored grain to maintain cash flow. We have producers that uh, just in their farming operation find a means to obtain annually a commodity loan through uh, the Farm Service Agency, whereas other times it becomes more prevalent uh, to use it during suppressed market prices. As a result, they're again a producer to meet some uh, cash flow means rather than be forced to sell the commodity. Uh, they could take that commodity, pledge it to commodity credit uh, you know, for a loan, and then be able to use that financial assistance through that loan to meet some of their other uh, obligations until the markets rebound, in which they could then uh, market the commodity and repay their CCC loan. 
U.S. Class 1 railroads originated 20,000 grain carloads during the week ending October 21st. That's down 8% from the previous week and 10% less than the same week a year ago. The shuttle secondary railcar bids offers were $256 below tariff, 48% less than the previous week, and $2,040 less than last year. 548 grain barges moved down the river, 192 more than the previous week. The rate to ship a metric ton of grain from the Gulf to Japan was unchanged from the previous week at $57 per ton. The rate to ship from the PNW to Japan was down 1% at $29.50 per ton. Checking markets, we are a bit weaker for wheat, down four and a quarter for Minneapolis wheat. That D's contract at 716 and three quarters. Chicago down four and three quarters for December, and hard red winter wheat down five and a half. The corn market's a fraction higher, a half cent better for December, 477 and three quarters, March three quarters of a cent higher. The soybean market, January, it's 13 higher, 1364 and three quarters, March at 1380, that's 13 and a half cents to the plus side. So we check in on the farm calendar, the Minnesota Ag and Food Summit is taking place on Thursday of this week in Minneapolis. Uh, they'll have uh, geopolitical specialist Jacob Shapiro. They'll talk food security, climate change. They'll talk about the talent pipeline for agriculture and more. Again, at the Minneapolis Convention Center, the Minnesota Ag and Food Summit. Coming up on Friday, the North Dakota Junior Angus Association has its meeting Friday night. Then on Saturday, will be the annual meeting for the Angus Association itself. Uh, their banquet, they've got their sale coming up as well in Bismarck this upcoming weekend. Have yourself a great day. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.